This is Ralph Brown and you're listening to Albion Been and Gone. So just a couple of minutes left, Brighton have to hang on with ten men and here come Palace now. That's a nice pass into the area, need to get a shot away, there's the drive, oh it's crept in! Sensational 90th minute! Put Palace ahead for the first time in the game with seconds remaining, surely that's all three points for the visitors. He has risen. Jesus is alive. <laughs> Happy, Happy Easter. Easter. Yeah. How are you doing today? Good. Lo- lovely. Uh, it's a lovely time, isn't it? Really? Did you get a nice lie in this morning? No. No. What time did you? Uh, actually-ish. Um, yeah, actually, that's a lie. We overslept this morning. Did you? <laughs> did you? Yeah, it's about half seven this morning. Oh, that was actually yeah. the same here. I... I was kicked prior to that, as in we should probably get up. Mm. Um, but I did finally wake up to Eli shouting from his room, Daddy, 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 look, me got Iron Man in my bed. Cool. <laughs> so, you know, if that is, if that's anything to get you out. <laughs> Hopefully he means like a toy. <laughs> you would hope so. <laughs> yeah. I who plays Iron Man again? Uh, what's he called? Oh, Robert Downey. If I, I would be quite alarmed. We were talking earlier, weren't we, about neither of us really have the attention span for films. But yeah. I've never seen Iron Man. It's three hours long, I think. Yeah, that's um, not happening. I, it would happen if in a cinema. I'm happy to go to the cinema for that long. Mm. See, I went to see Titanic in the cinema. Uh, when it was re-released as 3D. Oh, I thought you meant like back in the 90s. And <laughs> I know. That was the last time you went. That was the last time <laughs> I went to the cinema. It was 1997. Yeah. Um, no, I went to see, I think it was Titanic in 4D. Oh. And I went on a date. Uh, yeah, and it was like going to see Titanic but at Thorpe Park. So you got okay. sprayed with water. Is that is that the 4D? The, yeah. the, the spraying the of water. Fourth D is yeah. um, water and wind. Mm. I think the wind was on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it, it's Easter. Yes. Yeah, so I, I I was pleased that Robert Downey Jr. wasn't in my son's bed. This morning. <laughs> <laughs> that really would have been a surprise. Um, what an Easter egg! <laughs> have you? We talked. Did you get all the eggs that you want? Yeah, yeah I, that's I'm a weird, pleased. a weird phrase that. Um, did, did you get what you wanted, Theresa? Well, yeah. no, it's just chocolate. As as much as a thirty-four year old man should be getting, Theresa. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, do you do so? Do you do Easter presents or anything like that? No. 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 Do you just how do you acknowledge it with your wife? Just a nod, sort of Easter. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I've so I've had to like hunt out a um, a good tier vegan easter egg this because okay yeah because she's vegan yeah and um i haven't in the past i haven't been able to get a good one basically the ones you get at sainsbury's and stuff aren't very good but there are ones out there which it, are pretty it nice should, it probably comes as no surprise to anyone listening that this was recorded prior to yeah. sunday so has she opened it yet based on this no so if she hasn't uh opened it I'm assuming she's probably not listening to it at, let's say, 8am on Easter Sunday. But, uh, well, surprise, Rach. (laughs) It's not from... Spoiler alert. It's not from Sainsbury's. Um, So I did get an Easter present for Mel. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got her tickets to see Leanne Le Havas. Okay. in, uh, In some sort of like pod. Not really specifically for Easter, but they just happened. Just, just it just came yeah. up on dice and said you've got um, an hour. You've been reserved some tickets. So I think I, I've got one up on her this morning. Yeah, I'd yeah? say so. Well, actually, she might come back with here is a flight to Nashville. That'd I mean, cool. if it well, it would be cool. But I would say we've probably got money that we should, you know, we should be spending that on other things. Mm. Uh, and. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say, yeah, maybe wait until things are lifted again because you'd be going to Nashville and nothing be open. That, yeah. yeah. This is all hypothetical. There's definitely not going to be a flight to Nashville on Sunday. No. Did you, have you seen the series, Nashville? I love the series. Yeah. Oh, that's, um, 
Is that cool? It's probably not very cool, is no, it? No, my, um, my wife went to see them live. They did like a, you know, a live oh, yeah. tour, and it was, apparently it was really good. Did you, so have you watched the series? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, that's how I... Uh, that was kind of the first dates with Mel. So she's big into it, mm-hmm. and she really big into country music. Yeah. I told her she was wrong. Okay. <laughs> and then she said, no, you must watch this series. And before I knew it, I was hooked. Mm. I quite like some... Like, I love Johnny Cash. Yeah. Uh, but he's m- not... What? He's probably a bit yeah, transcending it's not, country, It's not the it? country that yeah. they they be i'm pointing downstairs uh well she listens to sort of um i mean the way i could describe it it was like i'm driving down the road i wanted to stop for a beer that kind of song like uh the cars soundtrack that's very country you ever seen the film cars yeah yeah so that's quite a country yeah it's she likes um <laughs> she she likes songs like if nothing makes your heart break then okay. I probably won't or or you know <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff that kind of stuff yeah. and yeah m- my dad always describes it as uh, trash to her got any yeah. more trash vinyls <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so that that's easter are you, are you, do you have a roast? Are you going to have a roast? Um, maybe. Nah. Nah, it's just a bit of a... Yeah. It's just... We said you are going to be doing the garden. Yeah. I'll oh. do the garden. That'll be my main priority. I am going to start today with... This is, it's amazing that I'm able to be in two places at once because I should currently be at church. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I am leading some Easter songs at, at a church hey. this morning, yeah. Well, in person. In, yeah, in mm. person. And here. And here. <laughs> Talking about country. Uh, yeah. Uh, in fact, I, th- my opening line of today's pod was one of the songs. Ah. It, it, it's so 90s. The song, it, it goes, He has risen. He has risen. He has risen. <laughs> Jesus is alive. Cool. Round and round. <laughs> Just that on loop. Uh, I, I never, think that, I never that, heard that no, song before. I hadn't heard it since about 1996. Mm. But um, I'm basically accompanying a, shall we say, an elder yeah. lady. Um, and she wants to do it because she, she said the congregation will appreciate it. Mm. So, uh, you know. Hope they do. I'm lending my C chords <laughs> and others. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we left... Friday's show on a bit of a cliffhanger. Cliffhanger of the beginning of the downfall. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it's not that fitting, but we're here so, three days later. Yeah, so it's like opposite Easter. Mm. It's like crucifixion now after the resurrection. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. It's... Uh, it could have been so different for Leon Knight, mm. couldn't it? And today we're going to find out why it wasn't. Yeah, I'd say so. And he, um, there were some other people that perhaps should have looked out for him a bit more. But um, yeah, at the same time, I think his a lot of his attitudes were challenging. And uh, yeah, it hasn't quite didn't quite work out as much as perhaps his talent suggested it would have done okay folks so uh go and pop a hot cross bun in the toaster pop the kettle on and uh let's find out more about leon knight can we um before we go on to leon knight acknowledge the ralph brown yeah, audio we, thing we, we can. You don't really know who he is, do you? <laughs> no, I don't. He's, no. he's definitely quite a well-known actor. I, I will double check again, but yeah. I did look him up. He's got a velvet voice. It's an absolutely beautiful voice. Hang on a sec. Just, I might have to stop the recording. Okay. But we just got an interesting message in our Instagram. Yeah, I think Andrea Orlandi has just uh, messaged <laughs> our Instagram. Yeah. It's and you think he's more famous than Ralph Brown? 
that's what I just said off yeah. off mic. Yeah. yeah, is it? Is he? Was he in the Phantom Menace? The Phantom Menace is awful. Yeah, but I'm so sorry, Ralph. If you are listening, <laughs> back to hear yourself. It wasn't great. I mean, I don't think, and he definitely wasn't a um, major part in it. So really, it's uh, some of the other wooden acting going on. Do you, I think Ewan McGregor's not a very good actor? Yeah, I probably I like Train Spotting. That's no, Train Spotting's good, but he's very wooden in Phantom Menace. I think yeah, I. I went to see Phantom Menace. Even Liam Neeson. Is, yeah. Yeah. Bad. How'd they mess that one up? What order would you put your Star, the Star Wars films in? Well, all of them. In in order of not enjoy of enjoyment, as opposed to I like it to be five, then two, then. Yeah, I mean. Um, What's the best one? What's the worst one? Let's start there. I'd say the best one is probably. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, maybe, or or New Hope. One okay, they're probably the top two. And worst one is, I'd say, Episode Two, the something of the clones, Clone Attack of the Clones. It is the attack, yeah, yeah, Attack of the Clones. That's the worst one. That's really boring. That is, but <laughs> I imagine, uh, not imagine. I liken the Attack of the Clones to just like watching a board meeting. It's it, just yeah. so much dialogue. Yes, yeah, so and it's all about trade. Yeah. Everything's about trade. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't care about trade. When they decided to bring Star Wars back, you understand why, because the money. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I guess that George Lucas thought uh, the graphics now, if only I had mm. what I can do now. Yeah, yeah. But it does make you think that if he'd have done the original three. In the, in the 90s, 90s they were doing rubbish awful yeah absolutely shocking yeah. Jabba the Hutt looks like something off like the Sega Mega Drive mm. I mean yeah, actually if you look at yeah like the graphics in um, Phantom Menace particularly which is maybe like 1999 yeah it's, it looks very dated now mm-hmm. really dated um, yeah and I think that's what they probably were relying on that it was going to look amazing actually now it doesn't (laughs) and it's just a rubbish film that looks rubbish (laughs) yeah but anyway ralph brown was in that um relatively minor role also in mean machine which you've also not seen no i did uh, i i do looking again i do recognize him slightly Um, And, and you've not seen him and her either which i think you'd like in a way oh actually i recognize him more in this picture with the umbrella okay I think he looks... With No and I? Is in With No and I? Uh, no? Okay. On the, fir- the first picture, I think he looks a bit like Dominic Cummins. Yep. Because of the glasses. Yeah, I can and see then, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my favourite Star Wars film is Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue One's good. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll probably put that in the top three. And Empire. Uh I used to really love Return of the Jedi when I was young, but actually, mm. it's, not, it's not that good. Yeah, watching it back as an adult is not that good, no. I'm trying to get Eli to, into watching them now, just to relive it a little bit. Try him with some of the uh, like you know, animated series. Oh, he likes the yeah. Lego ones. Yeah. Because they're silly. Mm-hmm. What is it with three-year-olds and liking silly things? Yeah, like they're, they're a bit silly, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. Um, so, that that's Ralph Brown. Yeah. Lovely um, voice great voice yeah we should just get him to do more yeah maybe some adverts well i was wondering whether we could get a celeb to do uh you know where we could get in touch with the show bit that might be quite nice that'd be nice yeah, yeah maybe get andrea orlandi to do that yeah I, yeah we could do that that's that's what how yeah. why i stopped the recording <laughs> <laughs> and also um yeah listeners if you've got any requests for players that we should get in contact with the more obscure, the better, and they but they have to be contactable on Instagram. Do you remember the person that when you first were raising it? I sent you back. Yeah, it'd be great to get this guy. And you were like, "How on earth have you remembered him? I can't even remember him." And I, I can't remember. Who now. was it? Um, I can't remember. Who it was it's a random defender. Yeah, Phil something. I honestly can't remember who it was. It was something. Uh, um, 
uh, Keith McPherson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Keith, Keith McPherson. Because <laughs> I think, yeah. And I was like, I I do remember him, but not really. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I did I did and I did message him, but he didn't get back. So if you're listening, Keith, uh, there's a uh, there's a spot at the beginning of the show with your yeah, name on yeah. it. Um, probably the Walla Walla one. Yeah, yeah. Fancy giving it thing? No. <laughs> <laughs> so Leon Knight. Leon Knight. Let's pick up where we left off. A little bit like uh, maybe the old Batman's, where it had a, a quick mm. talk through. So we went through the fact that he was a good player, yeah, uh, uh, a flawed genius, shall we say? Yeah. Um, started off great, got on well with Steve Coppel, not so well with Mark McGee. Yeah. Had an erection in the playoff final, yep. and tried to beat your friend up. Yeah, and is broken up by Colin Cousin Richards. That bit. Yeah. Um. So Brian get promoted. Um, after if you his, if you didn't know that, yeah, step back a week. Couple of episode. There is a yeah. I think I might have spoiled the 2004 playoffs episode for you, but <laughs> you are well, you spoiled it in minute two because <laughs> you said we win. By the way, <laughs> um, uh, so up to the championship is a very different thing because we're playing uh, with Dean Stadium. Um, Brighton are the smallest club in the division by a long way. Uh, not really able to sign many players. Uh, kind of picked up people like Darren Curry, who you heard in the last episode. He's a free transfer. Um, but very much relying on just taking punts on players and hoping for the best, really. Um, Knight does struggle a bit in the championship. He doesn't. He's nowhere near as prolific, um, I think, the slight because League One defenders are generally just kind of quite big, kind of head it and hump it type to centre backs, but in the Championship they're perhaps a bit more intelligent, a bit more they're just able to suss out his game a bit more. Yeah. Um. So he does struggle a bit, and I think with the fact that Brian are now playing like very defensively because it's all about just you know staying there, staying there. <laughs> um. Yeah, so he ends up playing quite a lot out wide, which he hates. Um, and the, that happened a few times in his career where managers thought that he might be a good winger. Um, he wasn't terrible there. I think he just he was generally much better as a you know a poacher, really. I guess the small and quick thing mm. they automatically think, yeah, he'd be all right out pop wide. Pop him on the wing. Pop him on the wing, which he pretty did happen a lot. When he was younger, I guess. And we're talking, we are in 2005, aren't yeah. we? Had the game evolved to the point that we weren't playing so much 4-4-2, or is it very much still that? Uh, Brighton would have been 4-4-2, maybe 4, even 4-5-1. Because um, one thing they did do was move... So Adam Virgo, who uh, was you know, a defender... Um, they had started just sticking him up front because um, he's big and he's actually ended up being quite good. He's the top scorer that season um, and then himself moved to Celtic off the back of that season. Um, and I think he was just kind of like the focal point target man and it was just, uh, Knight was probably like a supporting role to that. Um, but I think probably the lack of goals started to maybe highlight some of the fractures between him and Mark McGee. Mm -hmm. Um, Knight is going out a lot more, spending a bit more time in the Honey Club. Um, There was definitely, um, he did actually get in a fight with someone and it got caught on CCTV and got reported back to the club. And um, Mark McGee basically called him into the office for training next day. So, well, we out last night. And I was like, nah, nah, I wasn't out last night. And uh, Mark McGee was like, all right, stick this video on of you having a fight on Brighton Seafront last night at like 2am. Um, and it's just, yeah, it was, it, I think he's, when you're, when you're scoring goals, you can get away with that kind of stuff, can't you? But if you're not playing that well, it starts to irritate people a bit more. Pause you there. I think that's, that's a good moment to mm. sidetrack. What things growing up 
did you uh, attempt to get away with, not knowing your mum already knew the full details? <laughs> um, oh, I imagine my mum would know. I think she was probably got a lot stored up off the top of her head. I can't think of many. Um, I think bunking off college, definitely. I thought that would be like, I'll be able to get away with that. But then college started ringing my mum and saying he's not coming in. My uh, my story that I go I might have already told you this, um, and I say this with slight nerves. Uh, our GCSE year, so what year ten, mm. year eleven? I think it would have been year ten. Um, I don't know if you remember um, VHS that well. Yeah, but. Uh, do you remember you could record things off the telly and in your TV magazine, there'd be a little code yes. at the end? Yeah, so, yeah, I remember that. It was called that. a plus code. Yeah. Now, I had seen that on Channel 5, there was an adult film on yeah. at like half one in the morning. Okay. And and you're not staying up that late? I wasn't, st- no, yeah. there was no, I, I didn't have a TV in my room. Uh, no, actually I did, but it was only a VCR mm-hmm. TV. There was no link. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I wanted some material, (laughs) you know, as a teenage boys do. Yeah. Um, Kazar and LimeWire were only, well, they were quite slow. Let's put it. So here was an opportunity. Only 15 minutes to download a song in it. Here was an opportunity to have, well, just to see some soft porn Mm -hmm. having never really seen it you know uh and i thought i could tell my dad just the plus code yeah um and so i just did and i said oh dad can you could you record whatever the plus code was um for me tonight and he just did it he went went ahead put it all in Trusting, and completely trusting yeah. that it was the GCSE bite size at one a.m. on Channel Five. Well, the thing in my head, the story would be fine because the programmers don't want to put that kind of stuff on mm. during the day. So if they put it on, people will record it, and then the kids can watch it back. That was the story yeah. I'd already planned ahead. Um, it and it was definitely a weekend because in the morning. My dad mm. into my bedroom and he came through and he said, um, so I I did the video for you last night. I'm thinking, yes, good mm. news, brilliant. Uh, thinking, oh, I think they're going out tonight. Um, and he said, uh, what, what was it again that you wanted to record? Mm. I said, oh, it's GCSE bite size. He said, oh, it's only that I... I went through the video. Yeah. Just to check. He's that got you bang to rights, didn't he? And I went, Did it record okay? And it's like, Well <laughs> you know you know what it was. And I went, Yeah, it was uh you know, GCSE bite size and he said, It wasn't, was it, Joel? You've got a chance now to tell me the truth. And I, I remember this so well mm. I just instantly said, Biology <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, I, what, was I, his, what was his reaction to that? He wasn't pleased no. at all. He was not pleased. Um, needless to say, it got taped over. Mm. This Where time, f- probably with bite G- size, G-C and bite I was size, made yeah. to watch the bite size revision. Um, yeah, bite size wasn't even on Channel Five. Well, it was on was BBC. It was uh, BBC bite size. See, if I'd have known you. I should have I should have done it in a different way. Mm. Uh, and one other one other story. It's not about me though. Um, our gardener, we share a gardener, don't we? You and I. Yeah, yeah. It's a similar, very good one. Yeah. 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 Um, my brother, growing up, uh, he and the guy were really good friends. Um, but my brother was quite a few years older than him. But they used to meet up mm-hmm. and play Lego together. Okay. Coming up to Christmas, Mum gives us our advent calendars early. And they're there, Ooh. ready so that we know on December the 1st, that's when we can open them. Come December the 3rd, 4th, 
my brother had uh, my brother's advent calendar had the the main chocolate on Easter on uh, not Easter on Christmas Eve had been eaten. It was mm. a Mars bar. The main one had gone, uh, and the door was just open. Now, Mum <laughs> mm. says, "Oh, Sam, uh, you shouldn't have eaten a different door." He instantly, it was it. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It must have been Jack. Oh, he dobbed him in. And uh, also, I don't think Jack would do this. And so Mum phoned up Jack's mum. Did he? Said, she? Oh, I'm afraid that Sam says that Jack's eaten a Mars bar. Poor old Jack gets in trouble. Oh, Jack. And, he's, now, and he is younger as well. A lot younger. A lot, lot Blimey. younger. Anyway, I thought a few weeks ago when Jack was here doing the garden, I'd just catch him up on it and said, just can I ask you? You know, we're all a lot older <laughs> Did you now. take the Mars bar? Did you take the Mars bar? And he went, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> There's no way I would have done that. And all this time, my yeah. brother has is adamant. So I went back to Sam, my brother, and said, uh, Sam, you, you know, time's gone now. Did you eat yeah, so that You're not going to get in trouble for nothing's, it now. <laughs> nothing's happening. He went, don't know, must, have, must not have made one. <laughs> must have gone. And he's, he's, he's still double down on it. sticking with the story. Uh, wow. Yeah. It's great what you do is these these little... You think that you're going to outsmart. Mm, There's no. No, no way. Because they've seen all before. Yeah, they they may let you think that you've outsmarted them, but you've not. No. <laughs> I'm looking forward to chats with my son mm. about soft porn magazines in his drawer. <laughs> On Channel 5, yeah. Um, okay. So, we were supposed to do Leon Knight. A while ago, let's carry on. Yep. So where are we? So Brian are now in the championship. Uh, Knight's not performing perhaps as well as he. Well, definitely not as well as he had in League One. Did he think so though? Is he probably I'm not performing as I want me to perform? <laughs> he, he is probably absolutely fine with it. Um, no, I think he probably does have the awareness that he wasn't on the same kind of level as form. Um, Part of the with Dean Years DVD, which I uh, know you've not been able to watch right, yet. Right, really, it's literally <laughs> doesn't stuck work. There. <laughs> yeah. um, that's pretty even the right disc, actually. Looking at it. um, so I think the club had certain problems with uh, Knight's um attitude to training. I think he perhaps wasn't as hardworking in training as they wanted him to mm-hmm. be. Um. Because I think probably if you've come from a period where you're the most talented player of your age group in the country, probably quite naturally you have the age group, you have the uh, mindset of, I don't really need to train that hard because I come know what I'm doing and I probably know more than they do. Yeah. Um. So tempers definitely started to flare. Um. He starts kind of not making the team as much as because he had been a regular, you know, kind of one of the first names on the team sheet before, and he they start perhaps bringing in other people, and yeah, so it starts to not go as well as it had been. Uh, there was an incident on uh, the way to Southampton, or perhaps way back from no to Southampton where. Um, uh, him and Mark McGee had had a falling out Mark McGee basically threatened to throw him off the bus in the middle of the New Forest um, literally in the middle of nowhere and Knight just refused to get off he's like I'm not getting off here I'm literally you're in like a country lane <laughs> of course I'm not getting off here and rightly so <laughs> yeah I think it's fair enough Um so you know, if you want me off this bus, you'll have to make me get off. You have to physically get me off this bus, and you know that that it didn't come to that. But when once they got to Southampton, the rest of the team got off the coach to go into the stadium, and McGee was like, "You're staying here. You're not coming in." Um, and I think pretty much that was the last. That was it, basically. That's so like the time that Brent. Isn't allowed to go to the Christmas party in the office. Yeah, it's a bit so like it's just that. just knocking around for three hours. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, he... I think it just got to a point where either... Because Knight was so, being so disruptive, is either Knight went or McGee went. And McGee was doing an all right job, so there's no way they're going to sack him off the back of not being able to deal with one player. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty much it from a Brighton perspective. So he's he, transfer listed? Yeah, I think uh, perhaps by himself. I can't remember wow. whether he requested it or not. Um, and get signed by Swansea. I was going to say. Um, and that is the last time a club made... Um, he left for a transfer fee. Wow. That's the last point in his career. And so, think, And that would make me think that was his last club? But n- no. Very much <laughs> not. So, um, so Swansea he scores a hat-trick on his debut. Swansea are in League One at this point, but near the top of League One. So actually the, the likelihood is that they'll be in the division above Brighton the following season. Um, yeah, scores a hat-trick on his debut. Um, but they got they actually have loads of strikers at that point. They've got uh, Lee Trundle, uh, Roy Fallon. Uh, they've got uh, Adi Akinfenwa was there at that point, and um, uh, someone else who I'm forgetting. But no, it's basically one of five strikers. Um, so he's not getting in the team. And you, you, you've mentioned in your notes in the same breath mm. that the, at the time he signs he talks about wanting Brighton to get relegated yeah yeah so he quite publicly came out and said I hope Brighton get relegated which um, didn't endear him to Brighton fans that much so actually, I actually think uh, before that point I think most people thought you know it hasn't worked out but you know that just happens in football it's not that big a deal And but I think the fact he kind of lashed out um, at the club and yeah didn't I think at that point was when um, Brighton fans kind of turned against him a bit uh, Brighton do stay up that season as well which is quite a good achievement because they lost quite a lot of players in January and uh, so and Swansea do come up I think so um, uh, yeah I, I, I can't quite remember but I think they do He's not maybe part of that, is he? So no, because he didn't last very long there. No, so it, it says in your notes he was transfer listed due to a poor attitude. I feel like this is going to come up quite mm, often. Yeah, he had a loan spell to Barnsley. Yeah, and then he joined MK Dons. Mm. Also, didn't last long. So one one thing at MK Dons is he was managed by Paul Lentz, um, right? Who uh, also didn't last long. No, so night night. Uh, all he ever says about Paul Lentz was that he had really bad breath. Oh. Mm, apparently. I mean, okay. That's a thing. Coffee breath, probably. Mm, yeah. Sign of working hard. Mm. It's a sh- Paul Lentz doesn't even appear on... Is he a pundit now? Even that often. Um, BT Sport, isn't he? Is he? I don't really watch BT Sport that much, but I'd, I'd be surprised if he wasn't, because he's quite eloquent and definitely quite knowledgeable about football. That's a shame, isn't it? Mm. Um, not a shame that he's on BT Sport or that he's, you know, that he's got bad breath. <laughs> Just that we don't see as much of Paul Lintz as no. his talent would suggest that we might. Yeah, a bit like Leon Knight. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> similar. Um, so, uh didn't last long at MK Dons. No, it's been about half a season, I think, if that. So, how many, how many clubs in how many seasons? A few. Yeah, he's going through them at quite an alarming rate at this point, and he's just, and it, it's it's the same story each time. He just he starts off quite well, and then falls out of the manager, and then he's they ship him off. So, he joined Wickham. Also, yep. didn't last long. Yeah, and then joined Rushton and Diamonds. Yeah, and that's quite a big one because that that is that is possibly the big turning point in his career because um they so Rushton and Diamonds were they'd come up from non-league. Um I think they were backed by the guy who owns Dr. Martins, which wow. is round there, that round that area of Northamptonshire. 
Um, so they went up from non-league. They're a really ambitious club. Kind of went from like basically, you know, not even probably not even Worthing's level, probably below that. I think it was a merger of two clubs. And they got up all Rushton up, and diamonds. And, and, yeah, and something diamonds, yeah. Um, they got all the way up to League One, and I think they did get relegated. And I think he joined them maybe when they're in the conference. Um, but they they were signing quite a lot of fairly high profile players to get back up into the football league. Um, and yeah, once again he falls out with them. I think there was an argument over money, and bonuses, and things like that. Um, and he is not even released. He's sacked by them. Um, but they keep hold of his registration for English football. Wow. So he then, he cannot sign for another English club um, until he either pays them money that they say he owes them uh, or or the length of his registration expires, which is something like three years. Wow. Um, and I think they actually end up exercising a right to a further year on top of that so he doesn't play for that's his last English club he doesn't play for another English club after that and he's only 26 Mm, yeah so he's gone from um and how was how old was he when he's at kind of scoring the playoff final maybe like 21 22 something like that so he's talking like three or four maybe five years later He's unable to play for another club in England for like four years. Wow. Which is quite a big thing, really. Does that stop him? Oh, no. (laughs) So he has a short spell in Greece, um, which was very random. Uh, And then he moves, uh, comes to play in Scotland. I think at that point he has come trying to find clubs in England. And I think what he wants is for the club he signs for to pay Russian and Diamonds the money to get him released from that arrangement. Right. Which no one does. No. Um, so he, I think it was Hamilton and maybe another one. I can't remember the other one. Um, but that he was not there for that long at that point. Um, maybe a year, a couple of years. Then, then it's Northern Ireland. Wow. Wow. Mm. So he's gone from kind of a pretty decent level in England to Northern Irish Premier League in quite a short space of time. To Coleraine. Mm. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't Coleraine? know. Coleraine? Coleraine. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did that before. Uh, and he was very successful there. Yeah, he's, uh, he kind of refines his scoring touch there. I mean, he's way too good for that level. Like, he, like he's... Definitely a cut above. And one thing he does in this period, he he basically there's a video on YouTube of him in his like front room watching a goals compilation of his goals and like narrating along to it. Wow. Yeah, it's really funny. I think we'll we'll, I'll post that on the Twitter. That sounds great. Yeah, it is is really funny. Um, but he does come into some trouble in Northern Ireland, uh, mostly from his uh social media presence yes lands him in a bit of trouble yeah he wasn't a big fan of Barack Obama no specifically (laughs) uh, Obama uh, was obviously president when same-sex marriage marriage was was legalized in America Um, yeah I mean it is legal in quite a lot of countries as well <laughs> but he particularly zoned in on that one um and he uh, he I mean, he he's uh let's say he's a notorious homophobe <laughs> <laughs> um yeah he's got he's said quite a lot of stuff that um you know probably since the 1970s wasn't socially acceptable things to say um about people from the uh, LGBT community um yeah and he's i think he just kind of winds himself up like he kind of posts something purposefully inflammatory people obviously respond to that 
and then he just kind of keeps he doesn't he can't back down so he just keeps on going um i think he's been banned from twitter quite a lot of times so it's actually quite difficult to find the correct correct (laughs) yeah yeah, i mean i did try and have a go Mm. but i've i've had to request to follow him yeah on all of his accounts Mm. i think he's i think he's got quite a few backup ones (laughs) if only trump had bothered doing that Mm, yeah they'd get on really well wouldn't they yeah i think actually uh knight was quite fond of trump actually that's i mean Mm. that doesn't come as a surprise Mm, no um he did come to well he did find another club Mm -hmm. went to glen torren yeah which i think they're both belfast clubs Um, really yeah I know at one of the clubs they won because he was actually uh, still living in England and they were paying his travel expenses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you've said £1,500 a month. Yeah, just on travel expenses, yeah. Where was he living in England for that? I, uh, yeah, I don't actually know because, I mean, like a Ryanair to Belfast is pretty cheap. It's tw- 20 quid, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Pretty hotel as well. They're probably paying for a hotel. Oh, he lives the life of someone with more clout mm. than he has. Yeah, possibly. Um, I don't, perhaps to be a little bit philosophical about it, maybe he always goes back to being the best of that bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And never quite, perhaps, can understand why he didn't have yeah. the career of Joe Cole. Yeah, and, and you look at him and um, Jermaine Defoe, for example. I mean, Defoe's about the same height, maybe slightly taller, um, but they were obviously in the same um, kind of age group-ish, I think, um, and similar types of players, really. Mm. Um, and in another kind of parallel universe, I think Knight could have had the career that Defoe had, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it he'll put down to um, not being managed in a in a way, and I, th- and I think there is possibly something in that that definitely in English football, a lot of managers um, struggle with players who don't quite fit into a mould, and that, that's been a problem in English football for a long time. Yeah, and I think there's there's not much flexibility in man management in English football, and I think someone like Knight could have been nurtured in a way that was kind of mutually beneficial but a lot of managers probably saw saw him as too much of a hassle and thought I'm, no, I'm not getting involved in this just let's just get rid of him yeah I, I mean that that happens not just in football that's happening across the board mm. you know that it's it's uh rife in business yeah you know, imagine yeah the personality traits need to be need to fit the bill don't they really yeah um it's probably only famous musicians that can kind mm. of get away with being a bit of an ass, and mm. it's almost expected a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, Liam Gallagher would never have been able to be Liam Gallagher if he was a professional footballer. No, like no. could get away with what he gets away with. No, and I think. Um... Yes, some of the views of someone like Morrissey yes. would be wouldn't be wouldn't go down quite well in a football setting. Um, yeah, yeah, and he would be kind of a, a Leon Knight type, pretty start at the top and get quick released by every club, I imagine. Yeah. Um, so, so he's gone on to become a professional gambler now. Yes, yeah, just a lot of gambling, uh, a lot of you know tipsters and things like that, and. Um, yeah, it's got a book coming out. We should plug yeah the book. plug. I, I think he said it's an audio book. Yeah, and he's talking about this a while ago, and I think it would actually be it's going to be quite entertaining when it does come out. I haven't seen um, much evidence of when it's coming out, um, but I'm sure there'll be details of his quite high profile feud with uh, Danielle Lloyd and Jamie O'Hara. Yeah, tell me about that. <laughs> um, so. So Jamie O'Hara was a you know, professional footballer for, you know, who did he play for? Tottenham and Portsmouth. Portsmouth. 
and Danielle Lloyd is a, a glamour model. I, I think, think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they were a couple, and Knight uh, just pointed out that prior to being with Jamie O'Hara, uh, Danielle Lloyd had perhaps had relationships with quite a lot of other footballers. Was the way. I'm slightly summarising that, <laughs> paraphrasing. Um, but uh, that went into being quite a high-profile high Twitter feud. feud between the three of them. Now, is this pre... So Jamie O'Hara is quite regular on Talk Sport. Yes. So was this before pre... that? Okay, yeah, so, so was... this is... Because he was quite seen for a while as being one of those players that... Uh, I guess a bit like Knight really didn't quite make the grade from what he should have done. Um, I remember a game they he played for Wolves uh, towards the end of his career, and um, there's a game it was at the Amex and Wolves got relegated from the Championship down to League One, and he Jamie Har was particularly bad that game, and I think he. After the game and kind of um other you know, players went over to the crowd and stuff and applauding the crowd and all that kind of stuff and he threw his shirt into the crowd and they threw it back at him. Wow. Yeah. And I think he's seen as being a bit of a waste because he's on quite high, quite high wages and stuff. Yeah, so it would have been pre his media and cause he played, I think he's one of those players played for Billericke as well. Um, ah. Yeah, I, I remember that actually. Yeah. Um with Paul Koncheski and Jermaine Pennant, another one. Um, another fairly uh, interesting character, yeah. that guy. Um, so yeah, yeah, they're quite a high-profile feud. He just, he, I think he's just Leon Knight is just generally quite an inflammatory person. I think. Yeah. So my first, uh, well, first few experiences have been screenshots of his tweets. Mm. They're often. Um, are quite vulgar posts about being with his missus. Yeah. And he does and I think someone that describes someone as their missus. Yeah. Um I mean one of the ones was him detailing about when they first met and it was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> like like he is the mother of like she is the mother of his children and the way he speaks about her is quite disgusting actually. Um his children whom he he homeschools, homeschools yeah so and that's gonna go well yeah i i do have concerns about that <laughs> to be honest because he's, he's also quite a big anti-vaxxer so they're not vaccined with any, anything as well so so where is he living now i'm not really sure he's somewhere in somewhere in england um yeah i've got no idea where he is based out of and um, he is, I think we've talked about this before, he's someone that is almost living on his legend a little bit. So mm. he will be charging for appearances on podcasts like these. And, Probably, yeah. Uh, perhaps, maybe, maybe it's, he's turned his experience into uh, something he can gain financially. Yeah, I mean, he's there's a lot of um, you know podcasts and YouTube things interviews with him because I think he's somebody who just he's got a lot to say and he's always going to attract attention. Mm. For, like basically, fans of every club he's played for would remember a lot about him and would have a lot of opinions about him. Wow. So, so perhaps. Um... You know, if you're listening to this and you've got some stories on Leon Knight, mm. get in touch with us at show at com, yeah. and maybe we can start the show with, you, you know, your favourite anecdotes. <laughs> you know, maybe you've did, been beaten up by yeah. Leon Knight. Did, did Colin Kazim Richards break up your fight with Leon Knight? <laughs> um, so, I mean, if you were to sum him up, flawed genius? Yeah, I'd say so. Like very, very, very talented footballer, and I think in another, yeah, parallel universe may have 
done very well out of the game. He still maintains that he was a professional footballer, which is what something that most people don't do. Um, so whenever he gets criticism from people, um, his his viewpoint is, I've played professional football and you haven't. Therefore, you don't have the right to comment on my career. Mm. Um, which I, I do understand. I think to, to play a game of professional football is a big quite a big achievement um but i think with a lot more application he would have not necessarily premier league but i think championship he should have been playing most of his career at championship level yeah with kind of occasional premier league appearances i think um he's definitely had the ability to do that and the fact that he was playing in northern ireland when he's still relatively young was a waste of his talent really yeah wow well what a journey Mm. we've uh we've the 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 highs and lows yeah and uh well yeah an experience yeah experience what have you do you feel like you've learned a bit more about leon knight i feel like i want to watch that youtube yeah i feel like i really want him to accept my uh, twist requests <laughs> and i feel a little bit sad about it mm. I, th- I think that would be my overall take home is uh, it's a human being in the end mm, and yeah. I do think that he probably something happened and perhaps he didn't have the support yep yeah, that, that is you know, probably if true if he had yeah. the support network it could have been different mm. um, and probably if he'd started off his career now it probably would be different I think football clubs now are a bit more mindful of yeah. from a young age yeah. making sure the mentality of a player is mm. a bit more looked at than it was then yeah um well thank yeah thank you for uh for joining us today and for joining us a couple of days ago yeah uh we are gonna we're gonna meet again uh, next week and we're gonna talk about the dutch yeah yeah i think um there was a lovely photo of uh, a player called kemi agustin um who i which i sent to you of him Naked, day, yeah. yeah, kind yeah. of covering his bits and bobs. But... I was actually in, uh, uh, I was reading Eli a bedtime story when I came through. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely way to. <laughs> so uh, we'll be back next week with uh, some more antics then. Yep. And a bit like the uh, Irish episode where I bought um, some Guinness round, we're going to have some Dutch specialities. It's not my uh, my fiance's <laughs> Dutch dresser, is it? It could be. <laughs> See you then. It has risen. It has risen. It has risen. Jesus is alive. When the light flowed from his body, seemed like Jesus' mission failed. But